Welcome back, people. It is episode 36 of the Taxi Squad podcast, and it is 9-6. You will be listening to this on 9-7, which is a Thursday. And on this glorious day, football is officially back, people. We are in. We are in, and we are down to clown. Vince, we do this every week, and I'm happy you're here. How are you? You came in so hot there. I don't. <laughs> it surprised the hell out of me. I'm good, dude. Happy, good. Uh, happy inaugural football Thursday. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a great year for us. I'm looking forward to it. All the fantasy drafts are tied up in a nice little bow. And oh, we're yeah. about to get going, man. Yeah. You know, it's that time of year. You know, I'm a big fan of having the fantasy draft way late, like day, a couple days before. To, like, so you these don't guys. draft Travis Kelsey. <laughs> right. And even if you did draft Travis Kelsey on, you know, let's say your your draft was Sunday. Um, you're like, you weren't expecting that. It was like the, the news came out the next morning. You're like, what the fuck? Well, he hasn't missed a game since his rookie year. I learned that yesterday. Yeah, he's consistent. He's and consistent. he always scores. So it's like he was the easiest like bread and butter pick, and then you just kind of get screwed over with that. Well, you know who doesn't lose, Vince? Who? Father time. True. He doesn't lose, you know? So, I mean, hey, you'd much rather see a guy like that start off the season a little cold, maybe he misses a couple games, you can plug and play a tight end. It's, you know, he, he more so acts as a wide receiver. For um, sure. Yeah, uh, his value at that position is insane. Yeah, out of bounds. Yeah. Um, but with all of that being said, yeah, if you drafted Travis Kelsey right now, you're a little disappointed. But, I mean, what I'm not disappointed about this week, Vince, is that we had a full slate of college football. Oh, yeah. And, unfortunately, I didn't have TVs until Saturday night. Oh, um, no. Yeah. You, you didn't know, when... get to walk, dude. I was freaking potato on the couch. It was um, great. What's great about living in the uh, in the Southwest is that football starts at 9 a.m., bro. That's pretty sick. You can justify starting drinking at 9 a.m. on most of all Saturdays. I mean, isn't that out of bounds? It might be a little out of bounds. That might be uh, like coffee and whiskey time, Mike. <laughs> no, no. You, you don't start 9 a.m., dude? You're blacked out by noon. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't be the last time. But, you know... <laughs> What I would say is that it was a great slate. A lot of parody happened. And, you know, this game happened a little bit later in the dock. Um, But Duke uh, came out and stunned, stunned Clemson. Yeah, what was that, Monday night? Yeah, that was Monday night, September 4th. Yeah. And uh, Duke beat the fucking brakes off of Clemson. It was Um, awesome. I read a statistic. That was pretty impressive. Okay. It was uh, uh, five-star uh, commits to each program. Mm-hmm. Um, wild guess. How many five-star recruits do you think Duke, uh, a, a known basketball school, has like for football? Maybe, maybe two. Three. Okay. Now, on the flip side of the coin, how many five-star <laughs> recruits do you think Clemson has? Twelve. <laughs> Thirty-nine. <laughs> 39. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bad. Yikes. (laughs) So Dabo's on a hot seat. No doubt about it. Oh, dude, it's on fire. I mean, outside of the NIL shit, outside of all that stuff, like, he comes in like he's, like, the football messiah 
and they get smoked as a ranked team against the Duke Blue Devils, who are now ranked higher than the Clemson Tigers. Good. What a bad luck. What a bad luck. Well, no, they definitely prob- good. They came in. They probably thought that they were going to, you know, be able to coast, and Duke mm-hmm. surprised them. For sure. Duke is surprised them. Is Clemson in North Carolina? South. Okay, gotcha. They're in one of the Carolinas. I was going to say, is this like a Carolina battle? (laughs) Well, like Duke's in North Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was asking. It's the same state, but yeah, Carolina versus Carolina. I like that. Yeah, Carolina battle. Um, I will say this, that Riley Leonard, man, he's an Mm -hmm. athlete. He is an athlete. He's got wheels, man. Yeah, kick and run. Um, And... This is our strange and unusual. I don't know how strange and unusual it is. I just it's thought just the prof- I, I just thought the professor is a real fucking square balls. I disagree. Um, we're, we're, yeah. Draw okay. a line in the sand, baby. I draw understand. You know, teacher. Tell the story. Tell the story. All right. So All right. So the, the, they win. This kid's riding high, and he finishes the game, and ESPN is you know all up in his face and. You know, they're going back and forth with him, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got a big project due tomorrow. And, you know, I hope Professor What's-His-Nuts gives me a break, and, you know, my, my report's due at midnight. So I really hope you give me an extension until tomorrow to turn it in. So then they interviewed the professor the next day, or he came in on social media or something, or on Twitter or X, whatever. whatever it was, on, it was on Duke's, it was on Duke's uh, social media. Okay, so it was on Duke's social media, and he came out and said, well— you know, three offensive linemen came to me and explained the situation and asked if they could turn it in early, and they turned it in early. So if you're not, not prepared, true. that's not no. <laughs> it was due this. It was due on this day, and he Square said, "He said, congratulations on the win. Very exciting. Good for you. Not going to give you an extension because all of the linemen in the class got all their work done early to turn it in. And my thought is, quarterback, leader of the team." What kind of leadership does that show you if your lineman's doing it and the quarterback's like, please, sir, can I have some more? Like, bullshit. What it shows is that kid's all about ball, Vince, because he's a dog. He's all about Duke football? Yeah, they just (laughs) beat Clemson. He should probably get good grades. I don't think he's doing the NFL. I mean, who knows? He might go to the NFL after that game if he he keeps it up, you know. He he looks very Johnny Manziel to me because he really can't throw too much. But hey, uh, stay. I mean, he can sign autographs now, so it actually might work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 175 yards, 17 to 33. I mean, he really lit it up on the ground though. Eight carries, 98 yards for a tutty. I mean, that's pretty impressive. 12.2 yards a carry is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> God, they got ran on, dude. Um, they're this is a bad look. Like I said, it's like Dabo. I don't know. I mean, it felt like it was Clemson's going to be a powerhouse forever. It felt like the next Alabama type deal, but the last, especially this, um, specifically this like section of like his career is is not not great. No, so no, it is not great at all. Um, I I would say this when you have two, when you have two like absolute freak quarterback talents back to back with Deshaun Watson and then Trevor Lawrence. And then now you're kind of like, okay, well, DJ Ugule was supposed to be a dog, yeah. not a dog. A little and bit then, better, a little bit better than what Clemson's running out there. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that kid, but they may have to go to the freshman soon. I mean, that's ultimately what you got to do. Right. I mean, probably right. Kate well, Klubnik. 
I mean, is it fair against Duke? Is it fair to say though that like Dabo's on a hot seat right now? I mean, if he doesn't come out and like beat the brakes off the next opponent that they have, which it's probably you know the little sisters of the poor is Norman Abacom. (laughs) If you if you come in and you lose to Duke and you go next week and you or what is not even next week. yeah, on Sunday, on Saturday, and you lose to Charleston Southern, which I think they're playing. That is a real issue. So yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. So to me, that's a game like they have to absolutely like just totally shut. Must out. win week two. I love a must win week two. Well, they're so they're bad. gonna win, but you know Maybe it's like they not. weren't thinking they were gonna get you know boat raced by Duke. No one thought Duke would be the twenty first in the nation, right? <laughs> but, I mean, here we are. Yeah. Here we are. I mean, it, it is a new world. It's, you it's think a Coach K's pissed off? Why would Coach K be pissed off? He's now the football team's good and it's probably better than the basketball team, All so right. he's probably going to come back. That is a major overreaction. I mean, it's one fucking game. And they you know Clemson. him. Coach Who? K's an angry little elf. Coach K's a Chicago guy. You yeah, know, I also see, an angry little elf. He, he's also an angry little elf. There, there's no doubt about that. I don't disagree that he's an angry elf, but there's no way he's coming back. That guy's like 80 years old. Who's worse, Coach K or Urban Meyer? Oh, Urban for sure. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, here's a strange and unusual. Urban, <laughs> yeah. Urban on FS1 was uh, seen on the side doing Urban stuff. Oh yeah, chatting it up, chatting it up with the ladies. With the co-ed, yeah. <laughs> chatting it up with the co-ed. You'd be like, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big old dirt ball and if you like fingers in your butt i got caught in uh good old my bar ohio state uh <laughs> with fingers and butts so yeah, I'm all I, met, about that life. I met frank thomas last week and he got me on this nugenics thing and i'm feeling <laughs> young right now <laughs> i feel like a fucking ferrari baby you've never I, seen it like this before and virus keeping me hard for five to ten hours it's actually a medical issue <laughs> And trust me, ladies, as my good friend Frank would say, you're going to like it, too. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. Jesus. Get this man what? out of here. What? You brought it up. Urban, you nasty. <laughs> Urban, you dog, you. You bad boy. <laughs> I just hate the swamp thing. I watched like two episodes, and I don't know if I'll finish it, but like, I just hate how they're like glorifying him. They it's don't. Like, you can tell it's like a puff piece. This is the worst one that I think ESPN's come or not ESPN, excuse me, Netflix has come out with where it's like you can tell very clearly that they're just not going to go over any of the shit that people actually care about. Yeah, like, I want to yeah. know about all the criminal activity that was I want to know on. about the pounces. I want to know about Aaron Hernandez. I want a little Riley Cooper action in there and then I want it to be like a perfect dissonance between Tim Tebow's Jesus loving on one knee Heisman shit. I want to hear about Cam Newton. Like, I need to hear all this shit, and I just don't feel like we're going to get it. Surrounded by criminals, and then Tebow, of course, is like a a god. Anti-criminal. Like, literally god. Like, literally god. And, and, I mean, you hear Tim talk, and he's just so sweet. Yeah. It's like, if there's a football... my daughter, you know? Yeah, right. If there's a football version of a Jonas brother, like, it's Tim, you know? True. Like, he had a purity ring, you know? All the all the girls love him though. Tough news it, though, dude. He the queen of the north is no longer married to Joe Jonas. Well, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. That's sad, dude. Shit. That breaks my heart. Why? Because, dude, I love the queen of the north and I love Joe Jonas. And Kylie Jenner is now dating Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Are they? 
Yeah, they were dude, seen that at a ass concert. would destroy his jaw. I was, dude. I was, <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm like, oh god, Tim, don't let him do it to you. Yeah, he's such yeah. a tiny little boy. Like, tiny, like yeah, she would, she would destroy him. <laughs> Travis Scott to that, it's like, bro, yo, <laughs> like she's due to hood dudes. And you're fucking Timothy Chalamet. NYU graduate Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I was in theater, and then there's Travis Scott going, man, I didn't graduate high school. I just make beats. I'm just a beast from yeah, a guy from Houston, and then like a New York rich family boy. Like, come on, get out mm-hmm. of here. No. Mm-hmm. No, it's so. Now, I mean, hey, the only thing I will say is Urban's going to Urban, mm-hmm. and Duke football is going to, I guess, the Duke Maddie. football. Yeah, uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a resurgence here. Um, but all in all, though, I mean, we had a really great week of uh, a great weekend, or well, maybe it was a week. It was a great holiday weekend of college football, and we're going to really break that down. But we really need to emphasize hy- not hydration, but shaving your face. <laughs> Maybe be hydrated while you shave your face. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, if you didn't go into a holiday weekend clean shaven, there's an issue. And we just hope that you decided to shave your shave your face with none other than the Henson Shaving Group. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right, rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? You remember me shaving off the whole thing? If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T H E T A X I S Q U A D at checkout, and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors. You'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years, depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the Taxi Squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. Let's get back to college football talk. So, I mean, Vince, I, not to bury the lead here, but uh, man, Shador Sanders and Dion in Colorado. Story of the weekend. That was the game of the weekend, for Probably. sure. I was watching it beginning to end. I am definitely a Deion Sanders homer. Like, I'm always going to be like, yeah, I'm, I want to see him succeed. Um, and I think a lot of people do. And I also think that a lot of people are like, hey, this move from Jackson State, like, obviously he's going to dominate Jackson State. But now we got obviously bigger teams that they got to play against. This is going to be difficult. TCU doesn't have the quarterback they had last year, whatever it may be. This felt like an end of the year back and forth game against two really good teams. And Shador Sanders is insane. He I mean, first game, he breaks a record. 
That's insane. Well, I, I really love the culture that they're putting together over there. I, I, I do believe that over time, they're going to become like the cream of the crop in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their last year in the Pac-12, and now they're moving to the Big 12. And they're, as Dion would say, they're coming. And I think they're here, to be honest. I agree. I think um, a lot of people are like, yeah, in a couple years, it'll all come around. Uh, Travis Hunter is Shohei Otani of football. (laughs) Is he going to play both sides in the NFL? Deion Sanders thinks that's possible. Joe Horn's son, Jimmy Horn Jr. Like, they have so many weapons now that they didn't have last year. It's a whole team break, like, from what they had last year as well. And they already tied their win total of last year. So you can you can say with confidence now that Colorado's going to be a pretty good team this year. I'm I think I'm I'm pretty confident in that. Might be buying a hype, but Colorado go to a bowl game this year? Oh, for sure they're going to a bowl game. This I think year. it's I mean, easy call, it, right? It's 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 too fed into the propaganda machine now, yeah. and there's nowhere to go but up for them. And I think that you know they know they can't just you know go one game show out and then you know lose. I mean, this just, TCU team went to the championship last year. Yeah, but they don't got the redheaded king. They don't I have know, their... and, and people and people on the team left. But regardless, you're playing a team that was in the championship last year, and you came in and beat them after a one and eleven record, like. If you're talking about shit that's getting you up and going, this is one of those things. Oh, it, it's it's up and going. I mean, Travis Hunter played a total of 112 snaps this weekend. That's not sustainable, right? I, I don't think it's sustainable. That's crazy. Like, I would love it for it to be, but just getting hit that many times, like the guy's going to be broken by week four. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think, though, that him, Shador Sanders, the other Sanders brother, Jimmy Horn, all these guys are sophomores. It, it's bananas. Like, yeah. they have another two years of eligibility. I mean, yeah, the Shiloh, defender, nine tackles, leads the team. Like, there's, it's just, there's a different feeling to this. If you And also, if you go, I'm going to be a Travis Hunter homer all freaking year. Um, but just the guy to get an interception, to get a, what do you get, like a rushing touchdown or something like that? No, he didn't. He just ended up getting 11 receptions for 119 yards. Like, there's just a different level of, obviously, swag with Dion, but it also seems like they're playing more disciplined, and he's got something. And I think, too, recruiting-wise, and I was listening to Rich Eisen talk about this, too, which brought up my thought about the bowl thing. Recruiting-wise, like, it's definitely a different game now. Star power absolutely helps, and there's a lot of people that are like, okay, this is going to be the move in college football going forward. Like you need to have a guy that can go in there and basically like wrangle up the crowd and be like, this is how we're going to play. And they're going to do it like that. One thing that everybody's kind of forgetting is that this is Dion fucking Sanders. <laughs> and that's why people are so incentivized to go there. And he's probably got a recruiting like a way about him. That's completely different than everybody else. So if you can appeal to younger crowd with a guy that played multiple sports and had all the swag and then also went out and proved it on the field, I don't see why all of these guys don't want to go to this team. Like, this is right now, like, the hottest team in CFB, it feels like. Well, he put Jackson State on the map, which not many people could say that they did. What I think is nuts. What are they, SWAC? Yeah, they were, I don't even know what conference they were in. I think they're SWAC. Like, I think, then that was the thing, too. People are like, well, yeah, you could dominate the SWAC. But when you get to, you know, Power 5 conference, it's going to be a different game. 510 yards and four touchdowns for his kid. Not too bad against... Again, a team that went to the championship last year. 
Yeah, I, I do believe, though, that, I mean, you can't base everything off last season. Just basically due to the fact that guys leave, right, and you lost your starting quarterback. Well, right, who, but it, they're not going out against your favorite Hanley School of the Blind. Like, this is a team that's supposed to be good. TCU has the confidence, at least, to be a team that's going to get a couple wins, and they were ranked going into this game, and now they're not. Well, I don't think they're going to do very well this season after Doesn't that. I feel like it. No. Uh, and I mean, everything, once again, overreaction Wednesday. That's all it is. It, it's... It's going to be really cool to pay attention to the Big 12 this year um, because a lot of movement's going to change uh, here at the end of the season. Now, you know, you got teams going to the SEC, you got teams coming in, leaving, et cetera. Now, I, I do believe, though, that TCU will probably have a bounce back. They, they have another, you know, now it's the tune-up game scenario for a lot of these teams. Oh, yeah. So... For- for TCU, too, when I was watching it, I kept, like, double-taking every time they said this guy's name. They have, like, an all-time Oregon Trail, like, beginning of America named guy on their team, John Paul Richardson. Like, I thought he was the one to, like, ride in saying the British are coming. Every time they said John Paul Richardson, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, did yeah. he get taken from 1742 and sent into, like, America in 2023? Well, looking at it, they, they don't have a game in week three. Okay. Or should we say week two? Um, so that's going to be good for them just to have a tune-up week. But when they do come back in week three, uh, which I I wouldn't want a in quote you know real early buy yeah, for me. That's not something I would need. Do they have two weeks? I'm looking at the schedule right now. I don't You're talking see about TCU. A... Yeah. Why don't they have a game? I don't know. Bye week. Looking at it right now. They have one on Saturday against Nichols State. That's an easy dub. Oh, see? Okay, so there you go. So it's the game's not even listed to the point. Oh, yeah. They got Nichols State, then they got Houston, and then they got SMU. No, they're playing every week. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Nichols State. I don't think they have a uh, much of a competition there. If they lose there, it's them versus Clemson in the shit bowl. <laughs> yeah, the bowls of shit, boy. What I will Didn't say, they though. they have a game like that where it was like the two worst teams played against each other? Uh, the, the FCS does it quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know if it's on purpose. <laughs> well, what was crazy was to hear Shador Sanders come out and basically say, he's like, the competition is just not that much better. And they were like, what? He's like, yeah. 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 Like, really, the only difference is, is that when I step up in the pocket, the defensive linemen are a lot faster. He's like, but the position talent's basically the same. And I was like, sure about that? I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that might be an overstatement first week. But that, that I, I don't think it's probably that far off. Like, as far as speed, guys, sure, people that can close the gap a lot more. But I'm happy that he did say about that, about the linemen, though, because that I feel like has to be the difference because you're not just getting big chunks out there. Like, you have guys that are set up like a safety, essentially, that are that skinny. Like, even the Will Anderson model, how that guy is like skinny and tall, but he's just so fast and elusive, he can get around anybody. Yeah. I feel like that's that that kind of is true. Well, I do say this though. I, I mean, with all of that being said, um, I I will say that you know college football right now it's in a very weird spot. I think the NCAA at some point in the next five years is going to completely dissolve. It's it's chippy though. You can kind of feel that where it's like a lot of this shit's changing. Like this is the year where everybody's just kind of getting setting on their morals and getting shit done this year. It's going to become like the NFL light. 
you see where it's going. I mean, Norman Nate yeah. has called this for years in a row now, and I mean, he, he he's given all of us the playbook. So moving, he's the smartest guy that's ever been on this podcast. I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. Ah, uh, for college football, hell yeah, Mike. There's only been like three people on this podcast, and we're not the smart ones. No, that's true. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Norman Nate should. I mean, we do have our homer of college football knowledge, yeah. and that's we're really proud to have him. But he called this years ago. Called. You know, Caleb Williams being the dog that he is wasn't big on Colorado. I explain Colorado has everything. Oh, that group chat, though. Man, oh. If you guys can just see the inside the group chat, Mike was catching strays this weekend. So were you talking about fucking Notre Dame as if, awesome. they, you know, they're oh, dogs. God. Should we move on to that? Dogs. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's dogs. talk about your golden donors <laughs> and how they're going to lose it. Sam Hartman is a dog. Um, I think that the fact that we're not doing Drew Pine anymore is a beautiful, beautiful thing to happen. Obviously, they're going to blow him out. Obviously, that was like a a wonderful game to start off, the, or I guess the second game to start off the season. Over 100 points in two weeks, just like your boys over at USC. This is something that you can get excited about. And Mike, good news for both of us. We're both top 10, baby. Oh, boy. Vince... This is Why can't you be the... happy for me? I'm happy for you now until you like lose it. against, like, you, now you play a real opponent in NC State. And now I'll be interested to see how you play against them. Oh, notoriously, they play well against NC State, so I think we'll be fine. <laughs> when is Notre Dame's, like, first, like, game that means anything? Isn't it next week, Ohio State? Yeah, um, they play Ohio State next week, right? Next week? Have... Or, or week no. Three? So they play them... Yeah, they got NC State, then they got Central Mish, and then they got September 23rd, Ohio State. And then oh, Duke ranked Duke after that, man. I don't know. You might be 2-2 two and two in a few weeks here, so I, I pumped I don't the know why you got to root for this to happen. I'm not rooting for – here. Here's the difference between Notre Dame fans and USC fans. Ready? Okay. USC fans <laughs> don't, rich. like, <laughs> lose their fucking minds. I didn't. After they just beat like two really shitty teams, Notre Dame fans, on the other hand, like just once again, you're the third place kid on the stand, biting the fucking, biting the metal, fucking taking the champagne and blasting it in your face. If you can't you're be like, a fan, then what are you gonna be? You're gonna wait until USC loses to be like, hey, you know, this is how it happens. Like this. No, I'm realistic. <laughs> at least There's I wasn't. At least I wasn't excited the rest of the year. Like, come on, this is. Fun. I'm excited about Caleb Williams. He has a chance to, to win two Heisman's in a row. Right? Not many guys could ever say that they did that. Who knows? Yeah. A lot of reports are coming out. If a team's in the top two that he doesn't want to go to in the NFL, he's like, fuck it, I'll stay another year under Lincoln. I love that power move. Like, he's like, I don't give a shit. I can live in SoCal, probably bang anything he wants. Damn. And then not only that, make a bajillion dollars in the process. Yeah. And I like, think that's good. And I, I think that he should do that. And I think that you should be excited for USC guys this year until a I real mean, team starts. I have come to the realization that chances are for the opportunity for us to play for a natty is slim to none with the SEC still intact. Right. So this we year don't, you're saying what? I'd say the window's open for you. I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to have troubles against fucking Utah. Because we still can't tackle. Nevada yes. still put up two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but even so, I mean, if you're out there scoring 66 points a game, then yeah, does that it doesn't matter? matter? Just bet the over not. regardless. Yeah. 
that's just I think it's a I think it's a good thing. And I think that uh, I think that we should be rooting for our teams as we go. 14 I, points by Nevada, 28 by San Jose State. Not great defensively. Normanate's guy obviously isn't working out too well over there, but who knows? Alex Grinch may need to just hire a tackling coach. He needs yeah. the little the little guys in the talent to make his heart two times the size or whatever the fuck happened. No, he needs <laughs> to hire Bobby Boucher. Yes. Yes. Tackling few. Tackling few. Because you also got Colorado in three weeks. Yeah, I'm not worried about Colorado. We're going to okay. compete against Colorado. That'll be a really fun game to watch. Right? I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I will watch that front to back. Yeah. And Arizona State has lost all the wins in their sales, especially since they don't have their quarterback anymore. So you guys are going to have two more wins. You'll be 4-0, and and you'll go into Colorado. So what happened to the quarterback at ASU? That game didn't really wrap up until, like, you know, 3 Well, I was talking about Jaden Daniels. Just oh. the fact that he's not on Arizona State anymore. Well, and ASU actually just got popped. I can't play in a bowl game this year. Yeah. Which is a little sad. Uh, yeah, I feel like that happens to a team every single year. But, um, yeah, I mean, actually, he didn't have that bad of a game. It's just Arizona State just doesn't seem like a team that's geared up to be that good this year. No, they they got pretty screwed over by the uh, the good old, oh, God, what's his name? Head coach of the Jets. Sala. No, the guy before him, Herm Edwards. Herm, Herm Edwards fucked yeah, him up. Yeah, 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 and yeah. speaking of Jaden Daniels, boy, oh mm-hmm. boy, LSU. Yeah. LSU. That game was yeah, really close until it wasn't. I know. It was just out of nowhere. Florida State's like, all right, I'm done fucking around. Like, we are going to ruin you. One thing I got to say is Jaden Daniels, too goddamn skinny. He almost got injured and died. I don't know if you saw this play. <laughs> I thought he was going to die. I was like, you can't be doing this. Like, he went to go hurdle over a guy and got flipped about three times and landed. And it's like, yeah, obviously he's injured because he's a string bean. Like, there is a level to this shit that you cannot be doing, especially against Florida State, who is kind of geared up to be dogs this year. Well, the quarterback is impressive. That was a fun quarterback matchup, in my opinion. It really was. It was two very similar archetypes of QB. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really was two guys that are really interesting to watch and play a very similar style of football. So and it's I, I was just going to say, I think that was the expectation going into this game, too. After I mean, both these guys are transfer guys. Both of these guys expect to get to have good years and they're both relatively Heisman candidates. Like we were looking at this game kind of like, all right, how is this going to start up? Brian Kelly. I don't know how you feel about this, Brian Kelly, because it's like, hey, we go into this. This is supposed to be a contentious game, and you get into the second half, and Florida State just eats your lunch. Not a well, great look. Did did he say he's going to take him to the guillotine like he did his uh, alma mater, a.k.a. Notre Dame, that he just left overnight to go to LSU, him and his family? Yeah, classic Lane Kiffin move, but I don't even mind that anymore, to be honest. What's your, why are you hating on Lane Kiffin? What did Lane Kiffin do? I'm not. He's just notorious for leaving overnight and going to a different school. <laughs> Lane is not notorious for that. He not did that at to all. Tennessee, didn't he? Yeah, but he got pushed out of Tennessee. Yeah. And he went to Ole Miss because he's like Ole Miss. Yeah. Which but yeah. is all right for him, it seems like. Ole Miss is going to be good. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Jackson Dart's a stud. He was a and stud at USC. All-time cool fucking name. All-time name. Well, he recruited him at USC and then yeah. got him 
got him there. So I think that that's that's a cool story. Now, beyond all that, Jordan Travis, 342 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Jaden Daniels, 347 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, pretty impressive. You mean these guys are throwing? Like, it, all of those but, stats look insane if Shadira Sanders didn't throw for 500 fucking yards. Like, <laughs> that's literally what I'm looking at right now, where it's just like, yeah, it's insane. Like, the quarterback play this year is going to be really awesome. Which, in, the Heisman is a QB award anymore. I mean, let's it face it. Now, I will Devonta say- Smith, though, recently, that's like really the only, it's him yeah. and Charles Woodson, and besides that, I'm like, okay. Mark Ingram. Well, right, yeah, but just in general, it's mostly quarterbacks. Like, this year, a quarterback's winning it, no doubt about it. So to that point, I have a fun question. Okay. So between Jaden Daniels, Jordan Travis, yeah. right, and then you could throw in Drake May because he's a stud, mm-hmm. and then you could throw in um, uh, Michael Penix, yeah, out of Washington, who I think is a fucking dog. That kid's a stud. He's yeah. he's going to be really good. Beyond all that, I mean, what are the odds that Travis Hunter sneaks in there, or maybe Shador Sanders? So if Shador Sanders keeps doing what he's doing, he absolutely will be in the conversation. I think if Travis Hunter kind of pulling out the Charles Woodson archetype a little bit, obviously Charles Woodson wasn't playing receiver every single time like Travis Hunter's doing. I think if he can play both, you know, average like half an interception a game and, you know, catch eight to ten balls a game, like you have to give it to him, right? This is this is one of those we haven't seen this shit before situations. Where That's like you what kinda, I'm saying. If I'm a yeah. betting man, you may want to sprinkle a little action on that. Just to those see. odds are getting worse and worse by the day. I'm sure. Oh, of course they are. It's just something to say though that like maybe you just sprinkle a little bit in the fact that yeah, to your point, we haven't seen anything quite like that. I'm for it. I'm definitely I mean, for it. But you're also going to run into like you said, like that whole list of quarterbacks. Obviously, our guys like. There's going to be quarterbacks and there's going to be Travis Hunter. I don't see anybody else. Like, is there any running back that's going to come out of the woodwork? Maybe, but I don't I see mean, that happening when you have this level of talent. The best running back over the past decade really is, I mean, it was Bijan and Derek I mean, Henry? next to Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say. But Bijan, <laughs> to recent memory, was an yeah. absolute stud. And if there's mm-hmm. anybody you could have said that maybe, just maybe could have gone for Heisman could have been him but well, De- devonta smith too though like i'm saying outside of quarterbacks true there are guys that can do that it's just you have to have a level of play that's so it's obscene. like almost every decade they just fit one in position player and then they're like see it's not the qb award and then, right. then they just go back to quarterback so now in my opinion it will most likely be caleb and somebody else talking to the very wire because yeah. i mean the shit caleb williams was doing on I'm saturday and, and i mean granted it's nevada I, that's fine but still dear god i mean you is, can you can look at practice and be like what the fuck like, this guy's next level <laughs> jumps off the page which is just bananas to me i mean his pocket intelligence and then not only that how he can extend a play is unlike anything i've seen my concern with him is is this going to be a confidence killed the cat kind of deal like he is he's he is very good he's very high on himself i would be you wouldn't be for sure i would be too but i think i would probably end up ruining my chances too because i'd be too fucking high on myself i think he has the mental intelligence to figure it out i hope he does he really is that good. It's just, and this is an argument too, because like obviously he's going to go one in the draft if he goes. If he doesn't go, then next year he's going to be one in the draft. Is this going to be a thing where he doesn't know what losing feels like? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a big issue for guys who are really, really good in college. That was a Trevor Lawrence issue coming into the league. He's just like, I haven't lost like ever until now. Tyler Murray. Yeah. Same, same idea. And now the Cardinals are the worst team in the league. <laughs> like, yeah, and they have a coach that gives really good pep talks. What a weirdo. Pew, 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 pew. Have that fire. <laughs> you, gotta, you better have that fire. Did you take the bus here or the car? And guys are sitting there like, that was what? fucking weird. Huh? Did you take the bus here? It's like, what is he getting it's at? Like, this guy couldn't fucking motivate a little league team. What the hell is he doing mm-hmm. leading a bunch of grown ass men? And not only that, he looks like a fucking accountant. Does he look good compared to Cliff Kingsbury? Because he shouldn't have been there either. We what's Cliff? You know, it's like it's like you look at Cliff Kingsbury. You're like that guy fucks. You know? I mean, it, 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 at least you could, at least you could know that you go out and drink with Cliff Kingsbury. Probably you know? took away his prep. Like you know, this guy's just prepping all the time because he isn't getting laid like that. Yeah, but then again, if you can't lead men, what good is it? Mike Leach was the goofiest fucking human ever, but rest won peace, football King. games. Yeah. What? Fuck yeah. I said rest in peace, King. R.I.P. to the pirate. He was yeah. amazing. I, I'm just saying that personally, I, I think it's going to go down to QB, to our point, yeah. to Barry and home. Now, um, how about Wyoming beating Texas Tech in the final minutes of that game? OT in Wyoming beating Texas Tech out of bounds. Yeah, that was sick. Double overtime. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> Wyoming's got like that little they definitely have the Josh Allen archetype back in quarterback right now I'm not saying he's Josh Allen but you see him in that jersey and you're like I know what they're trying to do right now Um, I think that this is a Texas Tech was way too high on themselves in the beginning of the game and let Wyoming come back and then they ran out of gas that's really well, either that or that elevation got to them and they ran it down their throat well it could I'm just they were up 17-0 in the first quarter and I was like, Jesus Christ, it's going to be another blowout. Like, what happened to Wyoming? And then every single quarter after that, Wyoming, just a little bit, a little bit. And then you go into the fourth and you're tied. And you're like, how the fuck did we get here? You know, it's like that one mouse that fell in the bucket of cream and he kept swimming and he made mm-hmm. butter and he climbed out. And that's what they did. They made butter, Vince. It's the tortoise and the hare, right? Tortoise and the hare, mouse yeah. and the cream. Yeah. Pick one, yeah. right? Pick your creamy mouse or tortoise hare. Anyways, if we look ahead to week two, what is your favorite matchup, Vince? Because there's a lot of poo, but what is like your favorite matchup? That is something that I am like, there's, there's so much bullshit at the beginning of the college football, like landscape, I guess. Um, Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's, let's break a couple down. Obviously, you know, NC State's going to get destroyed, so I'm not looking toward, forward to that all too much. <laughs> Ohio State, Youngstown State, yeah, good night. Have a good one. I'm looking forward to Saturday night. Okay. A little, Tex- little Texas-Alabama action. Mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers keeps this ball rolling. Texas looking pretty good last week. I'm cool yeah. with that. Um, besides that matchup, which I will be watching intently, there isn't a lot besides that. End of the night, Stanford USC is kind of fun, but you know that USC is just going to eat their lunch. Maybe Mississippi Tulane, but really, you just got to get down for that Texas Alabama matchup. Yeah, I agree. Texas Alabama is a great game. Now, some you know honorable mentions: Mississippi Tulane, twenty twenty four, going to be yep. a great game. Love me some Jackson Dart, 
Love me some Lane. Lane's a dog. I am looking forward to Nebraska-Colorado. I think Nebraska is a good opponent, even though they're a young team right now and a newer program. Uh, coach. Matt, Matt Rule's a really good coach. Great college football coach. He's a really good college football coach, and I think, you know, maybe not this year, but, you know, Nebraska, they, they usually show up under right leadership. And then another game to, to potentially – you know, watch and just throw on is Texas A&M against Miami because mm-hmm. I think Miami's a little underrated this year. I'm interested to see what they can do. I mean, they obviously beat their their namesake rival of Ohio last week, which again is not a hard matchup to do. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be it'll be cool. I, college football's better when the U was good. Oh, when the U was, yeah, we grew up in like the the mecca of the U. Yeah, we were little like, kids when it was like fucking. Ed Reed. <laughs> it was like Early that. Two thousand Sean Taylor, Ed Willis McGahee, Greg Olson, <laughs> Frank Jeremy Gore. Shockey. Yeah. Talks. You could just keep naming people. And they were amazing. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Yeah. All time rapper. All time rapper. <laughs> Greg <laughs> is what's up, man. Yeah. And former Bears great wide or not wide receiver, almost a wide Might receiver. As well, tight man. end. Jay Cutler's favorite target that they just was like, yeah, fuck this guy trade him. And Cam Newton's favorite target. Yeah. Fucking Cam Newton. I tell you what, man. So good for Fuck. so short. So good for, for not a long time. And that defense <laughs> carried them to a Super Bowl and it didn't really work. But he was the MVP. Come on. Who, Cam? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Cam was uh, arguably the MVP of the team. He won the MVP that year. Yeah, but he lost the Super Bowl to, you know. Still, you can't say that the defense took him there. Potato brain fucking Peyton Manning at that point of the game. I know. You know. I'm just saying, yeah. Well, that got to Marcus Ware one, so good for him. Um, but no, Cam Newton won the MVP that year. He, he he carried that team, too. That defense was great. Luke Kuechly, obviously. Keekly, whatever. Keekly, Yeah, but Cam Newton was the king of that team. Another one's career that ended way too short. Now, I mean, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be the podcast we are if we didn't talk a little baseball, Vince. A little bit. Tiny little bit. I mean, you got a topic here. Right now, it's, you know, kind of the dog days of baseball. It's the last month of the season. We went into nauseam of the Cubs last week, and I don't want to talk about them anymore. They're so hot, though. They're they're hot. They're hot. But do you know that they play the Diamondbacks like a total of like nine times this month? Yeah. That's going to be a one team goes to the playoffs. The other team doesn't go to the playoffs. It feels like that's... That's I'm really looking forward to the Diamondbacks. Like, I hope that they can pull it together. Yeah. Yeah, my brother's a big Cubs fan, and he said this, he said this before the podcast started, and he's probably listening to it, so what's up, Glob? Um, but yeah, he, he... has a name, Vince. He has a name. Your up, name could technically be Glob as well. You I know. Fucking that's what we call him. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be a lot of Diamondbacks. They got a couple of Rockies Pirates in there, which should help them out, but they got to stay hot for a long time before the playoffs start here. I'm... I'm looking forward to seeing what the Braves and the Brewers situation ends up being at the end of the year. If it's actually going to mean anything or if it's just going to be, you know, a flash in the pan at this point, but what are they a game and a half out of the top? I know you don't really want to talk about them right now, but it feels like they're gearing up for a nice little run here. What are they going to do? Losing the first round? 
easily for sure because they're going to go up against philadelphia and philadelphia yeah, is another come, fucking kyle team. schwarber is going to go back to wrigley and just hit fucking ropes he's hitting like 218 this year with 40 homers like yeah it's either he strikes out or he hits the ball 700 feet the war like statistic does not agree with kyle schwarber but he's got a feel for the dramatics like when it's when the time is up and you got to do something it's him and also trey turner is hitting a home run almost every game now well trey turner definitely we discussed it last week he definitely needed to turn around and fuck did he ever it was like philadelphia's like all right we got to cheer for him he's got to do it nick castellanos giving him like the badge of honor for being the philadelphia philly it's all looking up for him right now so i i like philadelphia they would be the top of their division if it weren't for the best team in baseball right now so i think yeah i think it's gonna be like a one and done for the cubs but they could make the playoffs and if they win the division they could set themselves up for a better situation but they're not it's going the wild further. card like technically the playoffs considering there's three slots and there used to be two what was the wild card in both the playoffs i guess it's like then, yeah it's not it's, like it's the not the nlcs the but version well, that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't yeah. it make more sense, like if if it's the playoffs, like then you actually make it to like the NLDS, like the division series from I mean, the wild. If we're going series, to definition of what yeah. playoff is, though, you got a winner, you go home. So I guess it is, but you know, it's, but it's a what one game playoff. Isn't it three one? now? Oh yeah, now it is three. It used to be one, and then they uh, yeah. Because okay, if it was buried. one, the White Sox would have been fucked. <laughs> Oh, God, the White Sox. Holy yeah, I woke, boy. dude, I, I left YouTube on when I went to sleep the other day, and I woke up to the last game of that um, AL wildcard series when the Astros won it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What am I going to wake up to this fucking nightmare? I was, at, I was at the game before it was really over, you know? I know. I went the game before where they won, and I'm like, this is great. And you're like, I'm going the next day. <laughs> it was just fucking sad, and I felt great. Bad. It was really sad. Really bad. I'm like, like, I wish you could just feel what I felt yesterday. <laughs> what a wave of emotion getting there. It's like a blackout playoff atmosphere. You're like, we're doing it. And then, you know. And who would have expected this to happen? Sebi Zavala got DFA'd today, too. So, man, All's things well. are changing. All's Hired well. the guy that has been a part of the shit show for the past decade. Mm hmm. And, you know, things are going to change around here. And then Jerry Reinsdorf's still out there defending Tony La Russa. You're we like, spent bro. a lot of money. We spent a lot of money, just less than every other team. <laughs> I went about it in the solo episode. I went absolutely fucking ham sauce on the whole thing. But it was yeah, just we know. the reason I want to say I wanted to bring up the MLB today is because Ronald Acuna Jr. is that fucking dude. And we talked about it last week, I think, about like Mookie Betts has obviously been on a tear this year. He leads the league in slugging and OPS. He is hitting 314 this year. He's great, almost at 40 home runs. And then you go over to Ronald and you're like, what the fuck? Like, this guy leads the league in hits, runs. He's played almost every single game this year. 63 stolen bases this year, 32 homers, 413 on base percentage. Every single time you're like, maybe someone's going to crawl up and kind of bite him for the MVP right here. He goes ahead and just fucks everybody up. Like walk off home run the other day. It's like, he knows when the balls, where the ball's going to be. He's got something like the Astros going on where every time a pitch comes in, he knows exactly where it's going to be. And he's just going to hammer it. He's hitting 332 this year. Mind you. The Braves are truly an impressive ball team. Deepest team I mean, in the they league. They just put together winner after winner after winner. 
and it's a chicken fucking dinner because they're going to be right back in it. Like if, okay, way too early World Series picks right now. They win. Well, they're going to go. There's no doubt. I I think the NL, it's locked up. And I think, and I hate to say this, just based off the experience and the AL being the AL and the guys that they brought back at the trade deadline, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's an instance where the Astros aren't right back, right back in it. It's a tough little division right now. I what I want to happen is the Orioles to go. I want the Orioles to go as well. I just think that they're not there yet. I think once the addition of Jackson Holiday is in, they are going to be even better than any team in the AL East. Yeah, and we've seen it enough where the record doesn't necessarily always symbolize what's going to go on once the playoff starts. Um. Which is why, like you know, the Orioles with eighty-seven dubs right now. Like, well, look at the Phillies last season. They were mm-hmm. they were a wild card team, and they got to the World Series and they lost. But that could be the little world beater team that we're looking at, and it's kind of. I mean, obviously, the Mariners are having a little bit harder of a time right now than they were two weeks ago. Um, but you look at the AL, and it's a lot of young teams. It's the fucking Twins. And the Guardians, who picked up Giolito, and Giolito took a shit. He's the first guy to let up ten runs for three different teams in a, in a season. He gave <laughs> up, yeah, he gave up nine runs. Yeah, truly, or not? I think it might have been nine. You might think you're right, but it's just like yo, nine earned, absolutely out of bounds. What are you supposed to do when you're on three teams in a year? It's like, what am I? Where am I going right now? Oh, I, I don't even blame I, I him. I can't even tell you. I mean, right now, Giolito, I thought he was going to go somewhere with a different team, but boy, oh boy, he is right there. Right we'll see what happens him. next year. I think his his whole value is just gone. Yeah, the Sox should have traded him for something more than what they did. I mean, they, they got – the Angels traded two of their top ten prospects for, what, two weeks of Lucas Giolito? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can feel I, bad about being a White Sox fan, but thank God I'm not an Angels fan. Yeah, if you're an Angels fan, I don't even know how you. I'm can sorry, man. Your fandom. I'm sorry. I'm getting that to a sucks. point now where, like, okay, here's something I saw that really was disheartening, and it okay. shows the White Sox are losing fans. And I don't mean to just totally bring this back to the White Sox, but um, former roommate of mine, his father is one of the largest White Sox fans I've ever seen. He used to wear White Sox gear everywhere. Not physically, but just he's a big White Sox fan. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just said a largest, very large like, White yeah, Sox fan. Four hundred ninety every game. Yeah, <laughs> no. He's not, he's not a big cat. He's a little guy. <laughs> but he's a huge White Sox fan. Paid attention for years. Sent my boy Scott a picture the other day of, of him and his wife at a Cubs game, Ugh. fully decked out in Cubs gear. I'm like, I want to puke. That's that where you know this is an issue. And to be perfectly honest, though, if you're a White Sox fan and you're doing that shit, you're just asshole. stay on the north side of the city because yeah. we don't want you. Yeah. Come to my neighborhood so I can gawk at you. <laughs> just Vince is going to stare out of his back patio. Just like, Ooh. <laughs> like you were black and white fucking six months ago, you piece of shit. Asshole. Fair weather. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> well, the fair weather fans is always usually a thing in Chicagoland. You know, always. one team's doing really good. But then football season starts and then we're all talking about football again. Except for like the five or six people that are in everybody's life that are just like, oh, I like the Packers. I'm like, you're from Downers Grove. Like, shut the fuck up. Well, my cousin lives in 
Milwaukee, um, not even Green yeah, Bay, because no one lives there. <laughs> my cousin lives in Pleasant Prairie, which might as well be Johnsburg. But yeah. you know, that's why I'm a Packer fan. It's like fuck off. No, really. You just made okay. a decision when you were like fucking eight that you didn't want to go through this bullshit, which I don't necessarily blame you, but fuck off. Yeah, you took the easy route. Take the years of seasonal depression. Not only do we get the snow, the fucking cold, the gloomy bullshit, but then you have to watch 17 prior, 16 weeks of just shit. <laughs> shit. That's the reality of shit in a fucking space station, a.k.a. Soldier Field. Yeah, that place sucks. We, I feel like we're getting into football anyway right now. I think we should move on, but the first thing that we should do is maybe get some electrolytes in this body, Mike. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, especially after a long holiday weekend. You probably ab- abused your liver, and you probably woke up the next day not feeling too great. You could have avoided it. You or you ran the local 5K. Or you ran the local 5K, or you were at Arc Music Festival fucking pumping your fist. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're at North Coast. (laughs) Maybe you're at North Coast. Yeah, maybe you were doing something like that, too, and you needed to stay hydrated because you may have been doing other extracurriculars. I don't know. But hydrate with our friends at Liquid IV. This portion of today's show is brought to you by Liquid IV. That's right, the hydration brand we've all come to know and love is with ya boys. It's festival, outdoor party, and adventure season, and proper hydration is essential. You don't want to miss out on the summertime activities while they're still here. Liquid IV will help you hydrate and stay in the game. I've been using Liquid IV for a few years, and i found a ton of uses for it. Uh, Going to sleep after a day-long soiree. This is the product that helps me rehydrate and recover. I brought them with me on hikes, long bike rides, vacations, and maybe most importantly, bachelor party weekends. The beauty of it all is that Liquid IV comes in a small, convenient package that you just add to a bottle of water and drink away. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the Taxi Squad podcast code. T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, no spaces, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code Taxi Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Are you ready for some football? Yeah, baby, it's today. Back. Happy holidays, motherfucker. Football picks in full effect. Vince, I have one question for you. What? Are you ready to be hurt again? I've never been so ready to be hurt in my life, dude. He's ready to be hurt again. Are you ready to be hurt again? (laughs) Between the Bears and then his god-awful strain of fucking picks last season. Oh, yeah. He has a lot of redemption on the line this year. What are we, one year and one year? I beat you two years ago. Yeah, so technically it's tied. One and one since we started the pick'ems. Here we go. We just hope... We just hope we make you some money, right? So if you follow us, usually if you follow me, I'm probably going to make you some coin. Considering my record last season was fucking out of bounds. Confidence, okay. I'm just saying. Just saying. Not a big over-under guy, but I'll pick them real good on the money line. Money lines all day. That's what we do here. We're not going with, uh, oh, Debo Samuel over seven catches. I'm not doing any of that shit because I'm horrible at that. But what I can do is say, Lions Chiefs, who's going to win? I think we all fucking know. 
but we can do that every single day that ends in Y. And that's what we're going to be doing this year. Yeah. But first, Vince has some fun NFL facts to bring us. Contract time, baby. There's What's two up? contract things that got announced today before the season starts. First off, Nick Bosa pending a five-year, $170 million extension with $122.5 guaranteed. Ooh. $34 mil a year makes him the highest defensive player in NFL history. Fucking yeah, awesome. Nick Bosa is a little psycho. I love to hear him talk. He sounds like such a just midwestern like weird guy football like football player <laughs> like <laughs> really to hear him reality. live is just funny because he's like because <laughs> it's just funny because he'll, he'll just try and be like man i just really want to hit the quarterback and is you're just Ohio? like what no he's from florida he's from well he played football at ohio state no he's him born in fort lauderdale i guess yeah his dad played for the dolphins Oh, oh, yeah, that is a thing. Forgot about that. Yeah. He does they're, sound like a Midwestern a, guy, though. They are a full-blown Italian group over there that played in the yeah. NFL. Rich-ass so, family. Yep, so much so that their whole lineage is legit based off of mafia connections. No bullshit. Their great-grandfather is none other than the infamous Chicago gangster Tony Accardo. Where'd you learn this? Research. This came up uh, ESPN one day. Um, Basically, their father married the granddaughter of Tony Accardo. In that case, would make them grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren of the Tony Accardo. That's pretty crazy. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'll follow that up with another fact as well. The San Francisco 49ers have the highest paid defense fund, Nick Bosa. We just said that. They have the highest paid running back, Christian McCaffrey, which feels kind of wrong to call him just a running back. Um, He's he's a Swiss Army knife. Kyle Juszczyk, highest paid fullback, also one of the only teams that still use a fullback. Third highest paid tight end, George Kittle. Third highest paid left tackle, Trent Williams, which he should be the highest probably. Totally. Highest paid line, third highest paid linebacker, Fred Warner, sixth highest paid defensive tackle in Javon Hargrave, and the seventh highest paid wide receiver in Diva Samuel. Brock Purdy makes the least out of all NFL starters at $934,000. They are zagging when the rest of the league zigs. I think this is going to work out to their advantage, but they can't have any more money at this point. They got to be out of money. Well, yeah, when all these contracts are up, it's going to be, you know, bottom of the barrel. But what is really nice for them is that they admitted they're wrong in their really shitty draft pick of Trey Lance. Yeah. And now they, they're rolling with Purdy. Purdy doesn't work out. You got Sammy D. And Sammy D's still a tremendous arm talent. And not only that, I think he's a good quarterback. He just got thrown into a really shitty situation with the Jets. Where do you go to so, college? USC. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Hey. <laughs> Sam D won us a Rose Bowl against I think Saquon the Barkley. first episode of Taxi Squad Podcast, you were like, Sam Donald's good, dude. I don't know what everybody's saying about this. He and is. It's, it's been a consistent. I mean, he's been in the news. The opportunity's been there. He hasn't been bad, so you could still make the argument. I just think it's funny that we're going on three and a half years or something like that now. And Sam Donald is Still a guy. Like he's still Sam good. Darnold won games in Carolina. He a did. really shitty team brought him to eight and eight. I mean, 
how are you going to say the guy's that bad? He's I'm not, not, I'm not necessarily bad. arguing against you. I just think it's funny that this has been a storyline since the day this shit started. <laughs> what? Are you going to say just because I like Sam Darnold, I didn't used to be a giant piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Because I was a big piece of shit, Vince. It's pushed back. It's not slicked back, man. Right. Slick back hair. Come on. Sloppy steaks. Um, okay. The next one that I want to bring up, Joe Burrow is expected to have a contract agreed upon before the end of the week, making him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Also, he will be ready for week one. Of course. Joe Burrow is going to happen. Come on. He's only thrown one pass in the preseason. Preseason don't mean shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. So he's like, since the day one, they were like, this is him and we got him. And I think this is a good call. I think he might be in Cincy for basically his entire career. And I think that they should do that because he's that kind of guy. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Joe Burrow is a lifer for the Bengals. I think the Bengals this season have the ability to truly um, make a run. And they lost some defensive talent. They clearly tried to replace a lot of it in the draft. We'll see. I do believe they're still going to be really good on offense. Joe Mixon, a lot of up and down with Joe Mixon. Um We'll see how it works. He doesn't have to be the focal point, which is not anymore. And he just needs to stop shooting people and punching women in the face. Yeah, you can keep doing that. Um, I think (laughs) I think also this year they kind of have to do it because it's going to start getting harder and harder as the years go on here, especially with their talent on the wide receiver end. They're not going to be able to keep all those guys. No, no, they're not. I mean, in my opinion, you lock up Joey V now, and then you try and build this whole thing around him. He'll take team-friendly deals. He'll do the you know restructuring as Tom Brady once did in order to give the team more money. He ain't going nowhere. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He does, he's he's going to do the Ohio Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did it too. Well, Aaron Rodgers is more of a prick about it. But, yeah, Joe Burrow is a lot more wholesome and allegedly, allegedly had a thing with Libby Dunn. So, in my book, he's already a winner. There's a bar in Cincinnati that's given away nine cent shots to gals who are sad about Joe Burrow maybe being engaged. Well, I mean, good for Joey B. But is that legal? I mean, nine cent shots. There's a John Mulaney sketch where he's like nickel shot night. Like this is literally nickel shot night almost. There's a bar in Milwaukee that'll pay your entire bar tab if the Jets lose. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty awesome. Isn't that great? I know, but they're leaning on the Jets being pretty good this year. Yeah, the Jets, I mean, hey, half my fantasy team is basically fucking banking on it. So, yeah, let's go. I got A-Rodg, I got Garrett Wilson and their defense. Let's move. I think those were the right guys to pick if we're talking about anything. Because that defense I'm just saying. Out. Right? Defense is studly, sauce, fucking big, uh, what's his name? Quentin Will- or Qu- Williams. Quentin, yeah, Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams. Only man who can sneeze and bless himself. Bless you, thank you. <laughs> and bless then you. the uh, and their their rookie too. Hard knocks does this. Hard knocks get you going on them. I do think they're going to be pretty good this year, but they also are in a division that is being led by the Bills, which I think the Bills are still that fucking good. We'll get to that. Speaking of defense, Chris Jones is still holding out. Yep. he is agreed upon. I would say to be at the very least the top three defender in the league right now. He's arguably one of the best defensive linemen in all of the NFL. Is this like really bad news for the Chiefs right now? Or is this kind I, of like the Chiefs are just going to chief? 
I mean, the Chiefs are going to score almost 30-plus points a game, so they just need to stay in it. Um, beyond that, I would say this much. Um, it's a big loss because, I mean, you need that inside pressure in order to get to the quarterback to set up your outside rushers. So without that major push in the middle, we could be seeing something. It's true. Like they can lose games that they normally would win just by losing this guy. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah. I agree with that statement. So we'll they see what lose games then. on. I mean, defense wins championships. So if you're lacking on defense, chances are you're an Andy Reid led team. They always seem to find somebody. It's just kind of how it works. Totally. That's kind of how it always works with Andy Reid, especially with the only have Mahomes at, at the helm. That's kind of how it works out. Um, another thing that's going around right now, I'm going by all the talking points that I'm hearing from everywhere right now. Some people are really high on Dak this year. Some people are like, Trey Lance is the next guy to come up. That's what they're doing with him. Some people are saying he's going to get an extension. Some people are going to say Trey Lance is, is the quarterback next year. What do you think Dak's going to do this year? Dak's going to be Dak. Dak's going to be the Kirk Cousins of the of NFC the South. South. This is yeah. what he's going to do. This is yeah. what he's going to do. He'll be good. They'll still make the playoffs with him at the helm. Uh, Trey Lance, I think, is a two-year plan. I don't think he starts anytime soon. I think it's a good position for Trey Lance to be in because there isn't any expectation for him to do that well. He's only played in what feels like five games in his entire college and pro career. So I think this actually might end up benefiting from that defense is going to be really good and that offensive line is still really good. Yeah, not many people can say they're like Jordan Love that got to sit behind a great for three years and right. just chill and learn an offense and learn all the little stuff and then get a couple chances here and there due to injuries and got to see live time and then, you know, now has a chance three years after the fact to start. Now, if they have three good quarterbacks or generational talents three times in a row, I I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right, but. I'm going to find the highest bridge. Um, yeah. Speaking of two... There's a lot about that, too. Everybody likes what Jordan Love looks like. He doesn't have a lot of live game experience except for that one time last year where everybody's like, oh, he's a great. Bias aside, how do you think he ends up doing this year? I think the Packers go 8-9-ish. and nine ish. I think the Bears are right there with them in the lower half of the division. It's the yeah. Vikings' divisions to lose, in my opinion, if we're realistically going to play this game. For the Detroit Lions. The Lions, okay. The Lions, in my opinion, are either going to be breakout this season, lose mm-hmm. maybe four games, either that or they'll be eight and eight too. So they said they're ready to extend Jared Goff. I think if he has a above average season this year, then they're looking really good. I think Jared Goff has the ability to be a very good quarterback in the He's NFL. He's number one overall. It. Don't forget it, people. Yeah, he was the number one overall. Another Cal guy. I mean. And everybody Listen. was roasting him for taking him because of Carson Wentz. Look how that worked out. He's not yeah. even on the team. Carson Wentz isn't even on an NFL team right now, which is kind of a joke. Yeah. he's a, No, he's a backup somewhere, I thought. I don't, I don't think so. Do you see that picture of him wearing the Eagles and the Commanders and the Colts stuff? He was like, I'm oh. ready to play for everybody. It was sad. That is pretty sad. That's like, somebody sign me, please. Yeah. Like, I played for three teams. Look. <laughs> Someone saved me. <laughs> Sean McVay's like, all right, get over here. We need an extension plan just in case Matthew Stafford just breaks something else. Yeah, I don't think, him? 
old man Stetson Bennett's coming in to steal the throne anytime soon. Yeah, who's older? <laughs> Stetson Bennett or Carson Wentz? That's actually a real question. I don't even know. I think Carson Wentz is older, but Maybe still, I mean, it's year. close. Yeah, it's not Stetson Bennett, off. man, still at college at almost 25, just laying it down. You're like, oh, you're a freshman? That's cool. I play football. That's cool. My 401k is already going. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks to the boosters, my 401k is happening. No more public intoxication for that guy. Not for me. I'm a lawyer now. Um, Okay, so a couple more questions here. Lamar Jackson, new weapons. We're going to talk about division winners in a little bit here, but Lamar Jackson, his outlook this year, is he going to have, is he returning to MVP prominence? How's that going to work out? Maybe. I I think, to be honest with you, I think Jalen Hurts has a better opportunity to go for an MVP than Lamar Jackson, I'm being frank. I can see that. I, part of me feels like it's just Lamar Jackson's ready to fucking go again. Right? Right after all the contract stuff and all of that. If he can stay on the field, Vince. Right. They got Odell. They got Zay Flowers. They got all this young talent coming I'm not in. High on Odell. I'm kind of well, like Odell is like a glue guy. He's yeah. kind of a distraction for you. But at the end of the day, he's still pretty damn good. Because he'll also take all of that shit too. Oh yeah. Like he'll be like, no one's gonna give it to Lamar because Odell's gonna be right front and center and be like, give it to me, bitch. It's true. I I, I don't think Odell realizes that he's that anymore. I I. I I could see some drama, which could implode from within. J.K. Dobbins is the comeback's been on for two years now, and it still hasn't happened. I don't think that knee is structurally sound at all. Same thing with Odell. I don't know. If they have a good running game, I feel as if he'll be a lot more consistent than he was in the past. But without a running game, I don't think there's a farts chance in hell that he's going for an MVP route. That's why I'm saying, if anybody, it's Jalen Hurts, just simply due to the fact that he has a running game, so to speak, with DeAndre Swift, even though they could kind of plug and play after Miles Sanders was there. I think Jalen has a better opportunity to dethrone Mr. Mahomes than anybody. I think you're probably right. Um, Moving to Odell's old team, Daniel Jones, they said a lot of teams are like, hey, if you're a running quarterback, we're going to sign you. We are going to keep you in the pocket more. You're going to run less. Dayball says, Daniel Jones is good at fucking running, and we're going to let him run if he needs to. Does Daniel Jones repeat what he did last year, or is he back down to what Daniel Jones is, what people assume that he is? Well, let's look at the team. They helped him with far more talent on offense now. Drafted your favorite, Jalen Hyatt, Mm -hmm. who I believe is going to have large potential in the slot because he can just take the top off any defense then you have uh um the guy from uh the raiders uh oh god what's his name which what darren waller darren waller you got darren waller right saquon Mm -hmm. man i mean you got you got some really good weapons on this team for your young quarterback to play with now and once again you can get that run game moving you're you're moving the inside i mean there's some there's some really good things going on here. They also traded for Isaiah Simmons with, for a seventh round draft pick, which I think Isaiah Simmons is like the Swiss Army knife of the defense. And if you I the think that he, he got a bad shake. Yeah, he was he on a, a really shitty shake. team. Yeah, I think that they got a stud for what they traded for him. Seventh round pick for him. Like obviously he's positionless, right? He's like a he could be a linebacker, safety, or essentially like a 
a slot corner if you want to. I think that well, if they're playing a, a game where it's kind of, and I heard this the other day too, like defensiveless football or like positionless football is kind of a thing now. Also on the defensive end, if that's kind of how they end up zagging in New York, this could actually work out great for him. Well, if you look at him and you say you are going to put on 20 pounds and we're going to put you as a stand-up defensive end just to rush the quarterback, give the yeah. guy one job, I mean, he'll he'll 100% excel there. He's got that build. And their defense was not bad last season. Let's remember that much. So I don't if, – if we're talking about Danny Dimes running as much as he once did, I don't see it happening. I see them running the shit out of the football. I think Saquon has a whole lot to prove this season considering all the contract drama and all the bullshit that came with it. Oh, yeah. I do believe Saquon has a breakout season. And not only that, but I think Danny Dimes is throwing the ball more than he is running the ball simply due to setting up play action. RPOs, baby. Let's go. All year. All right, last one. Seattle Seahawks bring in Zach Charbonnet, Chardonnay, as some people call him. Jackson Smith and Jigba, a little bit of an injury situation going on, but he has weapons. Geno Smith coming back. Is he going to repeat what he is? is? Is what he had before just a lot of bad situations, and this one turned into a good one? Geno Smith, Gino? what is he doing? We're talking about Geno. We're talking about Geno. I think you'll see a regression this year. I hate to say it, but I think, right? I think Gino is not going to be what he was last year. I think he'll be good. I think Zach Charbonnet is honestly a great running back. He broke numerous Pac-12 records last season at UCLA. K-Dubs, though. K-Dubs is a beast. Oh, yeah. I, I, who's K-Dubs? Kenneth Walker. Yeah, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, fine. But I, I don't know. You I, had a monster I, I think, in the backfield? I think Charbonnet was drafted for a reason. He was really fucking good, and I had the Bears taking him. They took yeah. Roshan Johnson and said not mad about it, I'm but okay they're very it. similar. They can both catch the ball out of the backfield. I think Charbonnet is more of a bell cow. He can take he can take the rock every down. With Kenneth Walker on this injury back and forth, I don't see it being something along the lines of if Charbonnet is just handling the rock decisively, and taking on the workload and excelling at doing so, there's no doubt in my mind, Pete Carroll will go with the hot hand. That's yeah. always what he does. So totally. Jackson Smith and Jigma, when he figures out his wrist issue, because he broke like a small bone in his wrist, mm-hmm. once he figures that out, he's going to be a stud too. You got DJ Metcalf, who's an absolute fucking dog. Yeah. And Ty so, Lockett figured out how to not get injured. So yeah, if Ty Lockett top. can just do what Ty Lockett does, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think they're going to win week one. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do believe, though, that Gino's not going to have the year he did last year, especially strength of schedule and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. It's I not, not going to be a repeat of last season. Totally fair. It's not going to be Drew Locke season either. Um, no. Okay, let's do some predictions, huh? And then throw a couple picks down, and then let's get our asses out of here. Let's do it. Um, Division. Division winners. Let's start off with, where do you want to go, the NFC? Let's start in our division, Vince. It's what we do, man. NFC North, Mike. Who's taking number one? (laughs) I, a part of me really wants to just be like, Bears. No. But uh, it's 100% going to be the Vikings. You think so? I don't – they're just too stacked. Jordan Addison, defense is arguably going to be 
They're going to be oh, worse. Last year. They lost some guys. Yeah, but they have Brian Flores, who's an yeah. absolute unit of a defensive coordinator, and he knows what the fuck he's doing. So by halfway through the season, if you can play better defense than you did last year, you have a far better chance. Kirk Cousins' second year in an offense. He's a smart cat. Addition to Jordan Addison. I, I I still don't believe there's a separate scenario where the Vikings don't win the division. Unless the Lions truly are what they say they are going to be. They added a All lot right. of recognition, Jameer Gibbs, and now you got David Montgomery in that backfield, kind of two-headed monster scenario. No longer have to you know rely on Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, even though Jamal Williams had a record-setting year. With yeah, all that being one that, yard touchdowns, <laughs> yeah, he like he just owned the owned the rock in the goal line. David yeah. Montgomery is probably going to take that over, which is fine. All in all, I do believe it's the Vikings' divisions to lose. A close second could be the Lions. I don't I'm, see the Bears or Packers doing much there. I'm taking the Lions. Okay. I think um, all of those one possession games that the Vikings ended up winning last year. I think a couple guys leaving in their defense. Brian Flores is a good argument against what I'm saying here. So could happen either way, but I'm going to take the lions. They were hot at the end of the year last year. I feel it right now. I think they might do all right. So I'm going to take the lions in the NFC North. Okay. NFC South, maybe the worst division in football. (laughs) I think this is a pretty easy choice. In my opinion, who are you taking? NFC South. Yep. In my opinion. I mean, let's, Let's face it; it's kind of the Saints' division to lose. Correct. If they if they fuck that up, that's on them. Like I don't anticipate anybody even being close. The Bucks might be the worst team in the division. That's saying something because the Falcons are also in the fucking division. So yeah. like, unless Bryce Young comes out of nowhere and he's just a god, and that offense ends up working out for them, there's no way the Saints don't win this. No, that's true. I I do believe that the Saints have the team Chris Olave and all these guys who are going to make that second jump second year jump you add Jamal Williams who I don't think hurts you with Kamara being out they drafted that kid from uh, Alabama that I think is like a Jameer Gibbs part two no he's Mm -hmm. not from Alabama he's an archetype of that and I I think that's going to be the Kamara takeover spot and I don't think Kamara is coming back anytime soon by, by the way I just don't and I don't think he's going to be the same player he was. I think it's hard to think that. I mean, he was he was absolutely lights out the first, what, what is he, seven years in the league? Now, the first five years, he was insane. Obviously, injuries, obviously, off the field stuff is well messed up. But Michael Thomas coming back as well. That defense is going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Michael Thomas, if he gets a connection going with Derek Carr, I yep. didn't David Carham. He's Derek, but I'm I'm happy you didn't. I didn't even think right? about it. I forgot. I forgot about Come on. <laughs> no, I'm with you. It's the Saints to lose. If they lose it, they really do suck. But that division sucks. They're gonna go to the playoffs and lose first round. Um NFC West Cardinals, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's I'm riding, I'm riding with Colt McCoy. Or, he's not even on the team anymore. They dropped him. Oh yeah, then I'm riding with whomever that. <laughs> whoever guy the is. fuck is playing quarterback, <laughs> Trace McSorley. Um, for the NFC West, I think it's the 49ers, right? I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that it's the 49ers. Brock Unless Purdy Gino coming in, McCaffrey, the whole off season together. Brandon Ayu, Debo, Kittle. I mean, defense is sick. They're gonna do what they do. They're in their window. 
and they were a game away from being in a Super Bowl last season. So, and if they have a quarterback, they, they might be in the Super Bowl. Speaking of who they played in the Super Bowl, going to the NFC East, Eagles to win again. I don't see a scenario where the Eagles don't win that division unless there's a big fall off and they can't grow plants anymore. And Dak Prescott is an MVP. <laughs> and Dak Prescott's an MVP. Either that or Danny Dimes is an MVP. But to me, it looks like Eagles win the NFC East. Giants might be, might be a wild card team. Speaking of wild card, NFC, you get three wild cards. Who's the NFC wild card teams? Give me the Giants. Give me the Seahawks. Fuck it. Give me the Bears. Let's go. Let's go. So you're saying the Lions don't even make the wild card. No, the I I don't know. I don't know. You're you're saying the I said there could be a chance that the Lions do win. Yeah. I, just the Homer and me's got to go. A I like little it. Bears here. I like you know, it. I got I got to hold out some hope. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. All right, I'm gonna take the boys. I think the Cowboys go. I think they have a resurgence season, but they're not better than the Eagles. Okay. I, I know. Ew, Ew, disgusting. Alone. Um, I think the Seahawks as well. And then I will take the Vikings. I want the Bears to go. I want the Bears to go. I think the Vikings are still going to be better than the other two teams in the division. And again, there's three of them, and no one from the NFC South is going anywhere. So in my opinion, Vikings are Giants, but I'm going to take the Vikings. All right, NFC is there. We got a little parody. Vince taking the Lions and the D.C. Campbell himself. And then, (laughs) you know, Homer Mike here going with the Kirk Cousin-Bled counting dad football team all right we're gonna go north south west east again let's go afc north deshaun watson comeback season uh no no yeah i think the Bengals. it's their division to lose uh the ravens are gonna be good there's no doubt in my mind some people are taking them to win the division um yeah no i'm not gonna go that far but i i i do think joey b it's his division to lose. So I, I'm taking Bengals away. Some people are not me people. I am taking the Bengals as well. Let's but go. that is a little teaser for what's gonna happen in this in this little uh wild card coming up in a moment. AFC Bengals South maybe the second worst division in football. It's the Jags division, baby. It's gotta be, right? Jags win the division, no doubt. Unless the Titans, unless the Titans, but I'm not gonna take them. I'm taking the Jaguars with you. We're in agreement for both of these. I don't think we even need to talk that much more about it. Um, if we're going to go AFC West, hardest division in football. <laughs> Russell Wilson comes back. One team's won it for the last seven years. Is it going to be any different? No. No, no, no I don't think that's any different. I think, they, I think they win it every time until they don't. Like, 100%. You'd be an idiot to think, oh, the Chargers, it's their year. And then you got all the drama going on with the Raiders right now and Chandler Jones. And yeah. No yeah. Yeah. Well, something we missed there, by the way. Chandler Jones is not even allowed to walk into the fucking stadium to exercise. He can't even go to the gym. Off. He can't even go to the gym. Poor guy can't even get a lift in on his day off. What the this fuck is, is what happens when to? Josh McDaniels runs a fucking team. I just want to make that clear. 100%. I'm telling you, that guy's Whoa. a fucking – he's just a – not a good guy to run a team. It's just never going to be good with him. 
No, he's, it never will. He's too much of a psychopath. He is a coordinator because he needs somebody to be like, sit down, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, that's just how it yeah. works. That somebody was Bill Belichick for a very, very long time. And it probably will proven... be in a year or two. So, true. all right. True. Last division here, AFC East to Aaron Rodgers, Zach Jones, or do the Bills take it again? Mm. Yeah, give me the Bills. Um, the Jets might sneak in somewhere, but I'm pocketing that when I give it to the Bills. To the point, it's like their division to lose until somebody takes them over. Same. Yeah, I mean, I think that they have they have their most important chance to win a Super Bowl this year. So just like the Bengals, I'm taking the Bills as well. All right, I, AFC Wild Card, Mike. Who do you got? AFC wild card. Give me the Ravens, which Ravens? I like a lot. I like yep. the Ravens. Give me the Jets. Okay. Then. <laughs> Give me the Chargers. Fuck, you took all mine. My... Literally. We, I... we, you, that's exactly what mine is. We 1,600 miles away, but we're on the same fucking path. Here, we people. picked the exact same AFC breakdown, so if that doesn't happen, we might have to quit podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more question before we do our picks for this and get out of here. Who wins the MVP this year, Mike? Dude, it's, it's Mahomes. Mahomes? There's, we just went into this, Vince. Yeah, fucking Mahomes. Come on. Hey, you know, maybe they're getting sick of the Mahomes wins every MVP. Maybe they are. Yeah. I think it's possible. I think, hey, there's another guy that plays on the other side of the of the U.S. He is the lifeblood of this very um, blue-collar, table-breaking community. I think that if there's a year, this is the Josh Allen year to win a MVP. I'm taking Josh. Really? I'm saying he might actually have worse statistics than Mahomes, but it might just be we've given him this too much already. All right. Well, That's here's a fun from. here's a fun pick for you, Vince. Okay. If you were in the fantasy footballs, which I may or may not be on a fantasy draft right now, yep. and you had your choice of Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, or Chris Olave, who are you taking? Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave. Probably Jalen Waddle. He's so fast. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Let's do it. He might be a little injured right now, but he's playing week one. I'd take him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, he's I have him in like every league I'm in this year. So <laughs> I'm really hoping for the We're best. We're rolling Waddle, people. Let's go. We're and then he waddle the way. Waddle, waddle. Till the very yeah, next day. Bum, bum, bum. Bang bum, bum. If you haven't right, heard it, go some... listen to that shit. The duck song. Go listen to that let's shit. Let's get some picks, people. All right. We're back at it again. This is where we feel the most comfortable. We're going to go every single matchup. We're going to take who we take, and we're going to give you all of our statistics every single week so you'll, you'll know where we stand. And at the end of the year, we'll see who comes out victorious. Week one, September 7th to September 11th. Shout out America. Thursday night football. That's tonight. Lions at Chiefs. No Chris Jones. Who are you taking? No Chris Jones. Potentially no Travis Kelsey. If he is going to play, he's going to be one hell of a decoy. Um, 
I think Chiefs at home, everything they got going right now, I I, I don't see a, a way in hell the Chiefs don't win this game. So I'm going Chiefs. I'm absolutely with you. A little statistic for you from since 2018. 2018, Patrick Mahomes, week one, 256, four TDs. 2019, 378, three TDs. 2020, 211, three TDs. 2021, 337, three TDs. Last year, 365 TDs, no interceptions on any of those games. He's thrown 1,500 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, and zero interceptions with a 136 passer rating in week one. They're winning. Yeah, unless his like, brother <laughs> doesn't come out midfield and rape somebody, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we're I think we're good to roll, peeps. I think we're probably good. You're right. All right. AFC North matchup in Cleveland, Bengals at Browns. Bengals at Browns. Give me the Bengals all day long. I gotta take them too. Joey B wants that contract. He's getting it this week. He's gonna beat the Browns. I think 100%. the Browns are gonna be a lot better than they were last year, though. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Texans at Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Texans are going to be so bad this year. Interested to see how they go, but I'm taking them as well. Three for three on picks here. Panthers at Falcons. Shipple? Shipple. Big old Shipple. Um, give me a Falcons dub and give me a B. John Robinson touchdown. I like where your head's at. I'm taking the same thing. I think Desmond Ritter's got a little chip on his shoulder. We'll see how that ends up going. Oh, yeah. Another Shipple. Horrible quarterback matchup. Cardinals at Commanders. Cardinals and Commanders. Give me the Commanders. I like Sam Howell a lot. Taking the Commanders. I'm going to take them too because Josh Dobbs is the starting quarterback for the Cardinals this week. Josh Dobbs. Okay. Remember okay. him? Tennessee, right? Did he play for Tennessee? Oh, yeah. That's, that's horrible. Yeah. And then the Jaguars almost lost to him and almost didn't make the playoffs. So that was a time. Speaking of the Jaguars, we got Anthony Richardson coming in week one. Jaguars at Colts. Jags. Give me the Jags. I'm rolling with the Jags all day long. Come on. I agree with you. We'll see if we get any parody week one. I don't know if this is going to happen, but no one took the Steel City for going to the playoffs. Going to end their whole run here. 49ers at Steelers week one. Now, to me, this is the one game that could be an upset alert. Just simply due to the parity of what it is. Okay. Um, I got a weird feeling about this one. Give me the Steelers. Ooh. Steel, Steel City. Town. Can he pick it time? I might be a total dumbass on this one, but I, it just sounds right. Well, if we know anything, we know week one happens, and then a good team loses to a worse team. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, shit, are they not as good as we thought they were? Like, that's going to happen. So They if we are pick, who we thought they were. We pick favorites the whole time. One of us is just going to be wrong. It's just how it's going right. to go. Yeah, you can't just pick favorites every week and just be like, oh, that's the one. Because you're wrong. You're always right. going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong. That being said, I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> this is a fun little matchup here. Titans at Saints. Oh, David Carr is going to fucking wreck. David. Uh, no, <laughs> David's winning. Um, his little brother, Derek, is in the, uh, New Orleans and I think he's got a lot of really good weapons around him. And I think he's going to find a new start under sea level. I like it. Give me Derek Carr. I'm going with the Saints, babe. 
I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go Titans. I think Titans healthy, great. Titans not healthy, not that great. I think beginning of the season, Titans are good. So I'm going to take them week one. All right. Raiders at the Sean Payton-led, newly revived Russell Wilson Broncos. Jimmy G. Jimmy G in his one start was four for four and just breezed up and down that field. Knows that offense like the back of his hand. I think the Raiders win. Give me the Raiders. The Raiders. I think the Broncos are turning around a bit this year. Really? You're going to go? Okay. I'm going to take them week one. I think they got all the juice right now. I'm not going to say it's going to last a little time. Fun play, Cotton. We'll see how it works out for them. They got the juice. Eagles at Patriots. Super Bowl rematch up? Different teams. Give me the Eagles. Patriots are going to stink this year, dude. (laughs) They are going to stink this year. Quote me on that shit. Last in the division. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks. Loud environment. They're going to be ready to rock and roll out there. And I think they're jacked up for another season. Oh, yeah. Fun color game matchup. Dolphins at Los Angeles Chargers. I think mashed potato brains wins the game. Give me the Dolphins. To a baby. I want to take them as well. I do think the Chargers are going to have a better year than they've had the last couple of years, but I'm taking the Dolphins. Here we are, Mike. Here we are. We made it in Chicago. It is we time. Got, we got freaking Mr. Jordan Love coming into Chicago week one. Coming into Chicago, ends in an O. Who are we taking? Well, Vince, I'm not getting on a fucking airplane at <laughs> 7 o'clock in the fucking morning after a night of partying just because, you know, I want to see my family and friends that I already miss dearly. I'm coming into town for a fucking Bears dub against the Packers and a quarterback that we lost our goddamn minds when he got picked to come in and be our fucking savior. So give me the Bears by 50 and a half. I don't got to say anything else. I'm taking them through, There we go. Sunday night football week one, NFC East matchup, Cowboys at Giants. Give me the Giants. Fuck the Cowboys. I agree, but I'm taking the Cowboys. You're going to be disappointed. We'll see what happens. Do this to yourself. This is the matchup that everybody has been waiting on. This is the matchup that everybody's been talking about. We're on Monday night. We got Joe Buck, right? Joe Buck's is Joe Buck's in there with uh, Mr. Joe Aikman? Buck. Love me some Joe Buck. Bills at Jets. Bills? I think the Bills are going to be better than Jets this year. I think there's so much going for the Jets right now. I think they're going to I run. just think it's too soon for the Jets to do anything quite yet. I think it's going to be like week four before they truly like come on. What I think is going to happen, which I think – it's probably a better way to think about it, but part of me feels like the Jets are going to have all this new found stuff, and the Bills aren't going to know how to deal with it, and the Jets' defense knows what the Bills' offense looks like. So I think they're going to do a lot of little surprises, maybe show their cards a little too much in Week 1. I'm going to take New York. So we got some parody Come in there. with the Jets Week 1? I am. Give me the really? Jets. I'm not saying they're going to do it all year. I'm just saying I think they're going to come out and do some stuff that no one really knows. Like, no one knows what to expect yet. So I think that's okay. a good spot for an upset. I mean, hey, 
I, I like where your head's at. I do believe that ultimately there is going to be some parody. There's going to be something there. Right. Now, if I just don't know how much Dalvin Cook is going to do right off the gate, right? Pretty so, solid. Yeah, what about He's He's good. He's good. He's not that good. He's good. He's not that good. We'll see what happens. He had one good season. He only had one season. <laughs> We'll see, people. This is the most <laughs> exciting week of the year. We I got 24 it. weeks to go without football, right? So we have football for the rest of the foreseeable future, and we're really excited to cover all of it. This is our time to shine, people. This is our time of the year that you're jacked to listen to, and we're so happy to do it for you. As always, thank you so much for joining us, as you always do. We appreciate the consistency. We appreciate you downloading it. We appreciate you joining us every single week. We do believe that the next steps for this pod are going to be sick, potentially live in person next episode. So maybe not Barry and Ali, but Barry and Ali. Mark it down. Now, now, I will say this much. Um, we are jacked, and football is back. And if you didn't know, we're on every social media platform. We just got certified on the X or the Twitter. Yeah, we did. Right? We paid for I mean, that shit. <laughs> we paid for that shit, people. So if you don't follow us on the Twitters or the Xs or whatever the fuck it. it's called anymore, you should go do that. Vince is dropping the heat every week. Yeah. On top of that, Mike is cooking now on the fucking Taxi Squad Instagram. Mm-hmm. Little did you know, still drinking vintage out the dottle with a cheese plate. Yeah. As our good friend of the show, Action Bronson, once said. Wish he was a good friend of the show, honestly. (laughs) One day he will be. And then on top of all that, go on every listening platform that you might be listening to and drop us a download. Share it with your friends. Share it with the people you love most. If you've got a special lady in your life. Yeah. Get some ladies on here trying to diversify that listener base. We are. Diversity, in the words of Ron Burgundy, was an old, old wooden ship used in the Civil War era. But it isn't. It is about spreading out the love to the masses. True. No matter if you identify as whatever you do, listen to the Taxi Squad podcast. You identify as a Taxi Squad listener. That's what I'm saying. That's what you do, no matter what it is. (laughs) And as always, people, we'll see you next week. Peace.